1: That our pets were able to live many, many years longer. Don't you agree? I mean, many of us have had a four-legged sage who's made us a better person before passing away. What a blessing. But when our beloved pets do die, how do we cope in a healthy way? For answers, we have arguably one of the world's top pet grief and life coaches on the planet on our show today. Please give a warm welcome to Wendy. Vanderpool. Hey, welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you, Arden. I'm so happy to be here. It's really exciting for me. All right. Now, i got to let you know I've got my Kleenex box near me, uh, just in case. But okay, I, I, I do know, too. Awesome. Awesome. But I know what you're going to share with us today will actually bring tears of joy. And also important for all you tuning in. We're doing a special reach-out to all of you pet sitters, dog walkers, cat caretakers, boarding staffs, and other pet professionals who do form friendships with the pets they care for. Now, Wendy's in the house to help you cope as well. But first, got to pay for the show. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. OBEhave will be right back. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet educator, Arden
1: Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is a healer in many, many wonderful ways. I want you, I'm going to repeat this many times, but I want you to dash over to her website, it is CenterForPetLossGrief.com, and you're going to be amazed. <laughs> I was. There's a long list of credentials she has. You ready? Here's just a sampling. She's a certified end-of-life and grief coach. She holds a master's degree in woof ecology and behavior. She's a licensed massage therapist for people. She's a best-selling author, an in-demand speaker. Well, this show's only a half hour, so we're going to just... Pump the brakes on her credentials for now. All I can say is I'm very honored to have you on our show. We're speaking to Wendy Vandepole. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Arden. How are you? I am so great, folks. I uh, first spoke with Wendy. I'm the editor of a magazine for Professional Pet Sitters. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. And I'm doing a story on Wendy for the next issue. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this woman's too good just to be only limited to the pages of a digital publication. And I love NAPS. And I thought, why don't we uh, get her on the show? And you actually are doing how did the. You did a webinar for the Pet Sitters of NAPS, right, recently?
2: Yeah, I just did this past week, and it was great. We had a great group of folks, and we covered a lot of topics in a short <laughs> period of time. But that's what I like to do. I really like to help my pet care professionals because it's so important. And within an hour's time, we covered what every pet care professional should know about pet loss grief. And um, it was well, great. It was Yeah, it was really good.
1: Well, let's give a kind of a mini condensed version because I think this is important for all of us who have, maybe if we're a pet professional, we have a client whose dog or cat has passed away and you have been caring for that cat or dog every week for years or you may be a veterinarian or a vet tech and you've provided care or you may be a family member or a good friend. So I know you have three tips you want to give to these people before they even say a single word to a grieving client. You want to take it away,
2: Wendy? Sure. I, You know, there's, there's so many things. But I'd like to first start and say, you know, get to know what grief is first. Because that will give the pet care professional, the pet sitter, the professional pet sitter, the veterinarian, whatever. It will give you that confidence to be able to recognize what is going on with your clients. So think about that. So what is normal grief? You know, the crying and being angry, being frustrated, all of those, that's normal grief. And when you understand that, you'll understand what your clients are going through and then be able to support them by hearing them. Okay, because when people are in grief, Arden, really the only thing, to be honest with you, is they want somebody to listen
0: there you and
2: go and that's all i mean if i the biggest takeaway from the webinar and for today is listen we do not as pet care professionals have to fix that's even you know even my job as a coach as a pet loss grief mentor you know coach i don't fix my clients it's up to them to do the work but i guide them and i give them the journey so if you're an active listener and Trying not to say things like "I'm sorry," or "You gave him a good life," or "You know, when are you going to get another dog?" Oh, um, I hate that. Oh, man, yeah, that I just hate puts chills things. up my spine. <laughs> I know. I hate those those comments. And because what they do, not only they open the pet care professional open you up to compassion fatigue, because you're then the whole other part of this pet loss grief journey with your client, but it makes your client your client will then begin to feel like they have to take care of you and it's a shutdown well that's yeah yeah just don't say
1: i'm sorry i know i see it all the time on a facebook post
2: you know we lose
1: a blood pet i'm so (laughs) sorry for your loss tell me why Ah. you never want that tattooed anywhere
2: (laughs) no no that's like one of the worst things to say i mean we're compassionate people so you know we think that's compassionate and in some ways it is, but it also, there's many other ways. All you have to say is, you know, I have compassion what you're going through. Would you like to tell me more? And that's all you have to say and then sit there and listen or put a gentle hand on their shoulder if you're with them in present, in the, you know, one-on-one. So there are wonderful ways that you can take some of these things that can lead to your own compassion fatigue and change them around a little bit and be able to support your clients in a better way, in a healthier way, in a more professional way.
1: So let's tap into the other comment. Well, you know, you know, I had a dog Chipper. She was 14 and she was a Husky Golden Retriever. And I almost like lost it when someone said, well, you can always get another pet, you know. Ch- <laughs> Ch- Chipper was my pet first aid dog. She was my heart dog. And I now have Kona. But I'm just saying, why do people say stupid things like, I'm sorry, folks, it's just human nature. We're human. Yeah. You can always get another. I know. And I don't I know, know why we say that. Why, what, what's going on in our brains?
2: Yeah. Again, it's because, and I want to just say that us pet care professionals, we're compassionate people and we're empathetic people. Right. And we want to help. I mean, that's why we're in the work that we do because we really, really, really want to help and make things better. So, when we say this, it sounds like to the client, and and I'm using this from my direct experience with with coaching thousands of people with pet loss grief, okay? And it sounds like to your client that you're suggesting that their beloved companion is replaceable and that the grief that they're feeling is not justifiable, right? Oh, no, that's the wrong thing to do. (laughs) That's not good, you know? So, again, please tell me about your pet. Or please tell me more about Fluffy. Or, you know, again, it's just opening, it's being there, being an active listener and opening up the safe place for your client to share stories.
1: Well, Wendy, I'm just wondering, how did you get into this business? I mean, I'm looking at your credentials and I (laughs) I don't have enough show time to give all the credentials. You are (laughs) a a student and a teacher, aren't you? In many venues.
2: Yes, yes. I do a lot of things in my life. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I know, I do. This journey is what I've been put on this planet to do, okay? Grief came to me early, I mean, as most humans. And when I was a child and dealing with grief, there was, you know, people, we didn't deal with grief, you know, and so being there. But there was always a little part of me as a kid... That took an extra step or took that extra attention. my mom said I was always fascinated with anything that was dying like oh, no. leaves <laughs> you know not not in a morbid way, but I wanted to know I wanted to know the si- why sci- sci- I have a scientific mind so how do we die what happens you know why is this leaf brown um, you know wow. things like that and when I became when I became a wolf biologist, I was hands-on with wolves and so I was handling wild wolves as well as wolves in captivity that we studied behaviorally and I suffered a lot of grief through that because one I saw a lot of death and the other is you know again it wasn't I, there was no support it wasn't until I became a massage therapist for humans horses and hounds I like the three
1: the, h's humans yeah and horses, it's really and fun hounds. that could be a new song. I know um, <laughs> the right way. If you're a human horse. <laughs> sorry, I'm
2: no, coffee. no, this is good. We gotta through death, we have to laugh because joy <laughs> is okay. I mean, you know, we've got to do it. It's an outlet. It's perfect. <laughs> so I was working at a lot of show barns and agility champions and all kinds of high performance animals. When I moved, I moved to an area that this that's not important. Mm-hmm. So I started to. Acquired, not on purpose, but just from the universe, people were calling me, oh, I heard you're a massage therapist for dogs and horses. My dog is dying. Would you help him have a good life towards the end of his life? Oh, that's nice. What amazing gift. Oh, I spent every week with these animals that were in pet hospice, helping them feel more comfortable in their bodies, helping their people deal with their grief. Again, I'm not a therapist. At that time, I wasn't a coach, but I would listen. I knew innately to just listen. Did I say some of these stupid things that we were talking about today? Of course I did. Of course I did. But I saw through my own innate scientific mind that they weren't working.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: Yep. One of my own dogs died. I asked my veterinarian, I want to do this as a profession. Can you help me? She goes, nobody's doing it. There's nothing out there, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it was one of those things, it just, you know, when you open yourself up to what the universe and what this you know, your path in life already is giving you and you embrace it and you don't question it, you just go for it and let the flow happen normally, it eventually blossoms into something. And <laughs> And it wasn't until my, already I had been working with animals, doing animal communication and mediumship. And when my dog died, Marley, who was my sole doggo, um, she's all over my website, that I really, you know, conversation with her that I needed to do this professionally. Again, nobody was training.
1: This is touching up on something. I like that you were a child using a scientific mind to look at why leaves are changing brown. And so, folks, she's not a wacky or anything. This woman is a scientist. So. Let's get a little 411 on the late beloved Marley, who
2: still much is in your heart. Oh, so much so. So much so. You know, she's basically my director. (laughs) (laughs) I like those
1: kind of directors.
2: Yeah, I do too. She's like, great. She's really great. So I started to research and I found a training for people. It was an. Eight, I already had become a life coach, and I found an 18-month program for people to become end-of-life and grief coach. So I, I'm certified as that. The gentleman that taught it was kind enough to adapt it to me. Oh, well, that was nice. So, so it, you know, the everything we had. I had pets in my lab, in my practicums, and all that. My case studies were all pets. So that was really wonderful through that and through my you know working with thousands of clients all over the world I have I have now developed a, a premier course to become a mentor a pet loss grief mentor and I'll, I'm graduating my first class of uh, some really wonderful women in April so I'm very excited to get them out there and and changing the world on how we view death and helping people cope ride, have a friend to ride the roller coaster ride with and See how profound death can be. Well, we and do want
1: people to make sure they can get some of the details on this program. You've got a lot of other courses, and you yes. have an amazing book. It's called The Pet Professionals Guide to Pet Loss. And yes. folks, you go on our website, and you're going to be able to get a free download of some uh, tips on pet loss for free. It's right. kind of a cheat sheet, I guess. But I yeah. just I want to make sure people know to go to Center for Pet Loss com. Because uh, I don't even know when you sleep because you're teaching and (laughs) (laughs) your site is, your site at rocks. I got to tell you, it's a really great, great website and it's
2: well put together. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of my site. I love it.
1: All right. Hey, folks, we got to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to be right back with Wendy Vandepoel. She is the person that's going to help you get through some tough times. So sit and stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All behave will be back in a flash right after these messages.
1: front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all.
2: DesignerPetSweaters.com.
0: Talk pets. Let's talk pets. on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Hi, this is Mandy Bourne. You're listening to O Behave on Pet Life Radio with your host, Arden Moore, who's now family. We figured that out. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden.
1: Welcome back to the Old Behavior Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. I love this woman. Her name is Wendy Vanderpool, and she knows what to do to help us through some of the toughest, darkest times. And that's when our pets are getting ill and passing away. And we, as a two-legged uh, society, I guess, Wendy, we've come a long way because I remember ten, fifteen years ago, you know, talking about your pet dying or death was it was still in the closet, and you didn't want to look weak in the workplace and things like that. I'm hoping we've come a long way, baby.
2: Oh, yeah. I have seen it tremendously. I mean, it's really amazing to me. As I scan my Facebook page in the morning, I, I see various companies giving grief days when people lose their pets you know, it's really wonderful how that is changing. We still have the stigma. I mean, it still happens, but it definitely is changing because we love our animals. It's becoming part of our society now that our animals are very important to us and studies are showing that on various levels.
1: And I know I'm dashing to another topic, but it's, I'm being a little ADD because you just teased our listeners when you said, oh, yeah, I kind of hung out with wild wolves and, you know, <laughs> but on her page, there's some eclectic side of Wendy. And I really want to zero in on a couple things. Sure. You didn't get bit by these guys. And what made you say, oh, no. I'm going to go to the ah, the wolves? And then you also kind of love the loons. So let's yes. talk about a couple things that might surprise people about what you have done.
2: Okay. Well, I've been followed by wild wolves in minus 60 degree weather in Minnesota. Ooh. And yeah, and I was never, never, ever afraid of wolves. Little when you mini- say
1: you were followed by them, where they're like, yeah. this is dumb human out in sub-zero weather.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I mean, basically, I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, it was minus 60. There was, I was doing some graduate work. And I was out there by myself. I mean, I was quite young, so we'd do different things. Would I do that today? Probably would, but <laughs> I might think a little bit more. Maybe not go at 60 below. Maybe wait for 40 below. Yeah, um, yeah, a little warm yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, a little warm up. But I was on the boundary waters, and I'm on a lake. I, I think it was Moose Lake, Moosehead Lake, something like that. And there was nobody had been, I was cutting trail. There was not even wildlife signs. So I'm hiking out there and I'm out, you know, quite far, you know, oh gosh, you know, more than, you know, 20 feet from the shore. I was, I was almost to the middle and it was really, really quiet and was beautiful. And oh my gosh, the sun was out, you know, and. But it was 60
1: degrees below zero.
2: Let's below zero. Okay. Yeah. Right. And okay. that's not wind chill. That's, that was the temperature. Wow. So it was very still. It was very, yeah. it was very, very, very beautiful. And I stopped in my tracks and I turned around and I I don't know how this wolf did it. But there were two sets of wolf tracks behind me and I did not see the wolf. (laughs) Okay, really? (laughs) Yeah, I did not. So, I mean, am I afraid of wolves? No, they're, they're so afraid of us. And it probably detected, you know, I was going to stop and you know, through their own vibrations through their feet, how they can feel their prey and sensations and turned around. Way before I did. But I have stories like that. So yeah, I've been led to safety. So that what I said, you know what, I think this is pretty bizarre. I think I'm gonna turn around. I don't think I want to go any <laughs> further. <laughs> well what what made you get drawn to
1: wolves in the first place? I mean you went from brown leaves to wolves. I mean that's a Yeah, pretty right. Uh, was,
2: oh yeah, I did put a put a big hole in there. <laughs> Uh, when I the prior when I let's see, let me think back here. When I was in my doing my bachelor's, this was later in life. I studied canine behavior. Okay, and I was starting to get in those days. It was you know very much comparing wolf behavior with dog behavior. I, I know that's changed now. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to the source. You know, I was, I'm one of those people. You just, you, I can't study it from a book or you know, textbook or somebody else that has studied them. I've got to go myself. So I, my internship was with Dr. Meech, Dr. David Meech, and um, a couple of other guys in Minnesota. And so I, I was able to be on the ground and actually handle the wolves. And then through that, I, when I came back to New Hampshire, I got very involved with legislation at that okay. time, they were trying to reintroduce wolves into the Adirondacks, which I was I was against, and I still I, I'm not a, into reintroduction. And so I got very involved with that, and I got really tired of the people part of it and the the egos. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing again. It's like I listened to my gut, and I said, I'm not doing my life's work here. I learned what I needed to learn. Now I have to move on. And that's when I became the massage therapist. And that's when I started getting into the grief work. Okay. Well, that thank you. because Now,
1: before we Mm -hmm. leave, I do want to let people know this woman is very diversified because, yes, she has these courses that you can take. She's there to help you. She is a speaker. She's an author. And ready for it? She's a long-distance swimmer who raises money to help loons. Now, you know, I'm just ready for the puns on loons, but I'm not going to. Oh, oh, I know. It's no, no, don't too do it. Easy don't. To, no, stop. But <laughs> what? What? Tell us about right. this. Because I, I grew up on Hermit's Lake in Crown Point, Indiana, but I am not going to take you on because my lake was not that long.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. So what got me into that? All right. So becoming the massage therapist for humans, horses, and hounds, I was getting away from science. Oh. I love okay. I love science. I love biology. I love the way things work. And I love to swim. So, the lake that I live near is about 8 miles long, and I've got it in my my head that, you know, I want to swim the the length of this thing. Why? I have no idea. But again, when I get when I have thoughts, I act on them. That's why I do so much. So, as I'm swimming, people started throwing money at me. My my massage clients were saying, Man, I okay. wish they would throw money at me. Me, okay. I know it was great. They go, "What are you swimming for?" I want to give you money, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So at that time, our loons on this on our lake were dying, and we didn't know why. And so, being from the research and being from biology, I said, "All right, I want to raise money." I contacted the organization that was monitoring the loons. I said, "I want to support you, but I'm only going to support scientific research. I'm not going to support you know paper clips and." Cups. I want this money to go to research. So that's how that started, and it's been. We've been. I did the swim first three times by myself. How long of a and swim then, were you doing? It was eight miles, and oh, I did wow. it all. To, my husband spotted me the entire time. It was. It was great, and I did it. I mean, I think I think my longest. I mean, I'm not a fast swimmer. I'm an endurance swimmer, so I can swim all day. So wow! I, I went my first swim. I think was five hours. And then the third year, I got it down to like three, almost four hours. And that's constant swimming. I never stopped. I didn't stop to eat, you know, get out of the boat, nothing. I, I mean, wow. get out of the water. Yeah, I just kept swimming because if I, I knew if I stopped, I wouldn't get back in. So yeah, so that's how and then now it's a relay. And then we're going into our 14th year. Okay, and we we've raised over $200,000 in our history. So I'm pretty proud of that and it has supported the research and we found out that our beautiful pristine lake is got, the the reason why our loons are dying is because of the DDT from the 60s and the higher 60s. Yeah, and in New England here, they put, apparently they put that stuff into the old, into metal drums and then threw it out in the woods. So those rusty metal drums we see in our woods, for those that know what I'm talking about, Some of those, not all of them, of course, but some of those have uh, DDT in them. So that's, I mean, we found out why. So hopefully we can now find a solution. Well, I think the world needs to clone you because we need more <laughs> well, of you.
1: <laughs> and, and before we wrap up, you know, if you all head to her website, and it's uh, com, the thing that's going to pop up is if you want to get these 10 tips, it's a free download, and it's 10 daily loving reminder tips on how to heal your pet loss grief. And, Wendy, you want to pick one of those? To just uh, share with our listeners. Oh boy, Uh, let's see, 10 tips with me, what's a good one, Yeah, help me out here Okay, I like like number, I think uh, number two and number four combined Your relationship with your pet was special, no two people grieve the same way Your grief journey is yours and very unique Followed by grief and mourning are two different things Grief is what you feel like on the inside, mourning is your outward expression It's healthy to feel and do both You're the expert, take it away
2: Okay, righty. All right, we we have some myths here. So, we can mourn the loss of a pet, the loss of a uh, you know, a four-legged fur finned or feathered client along with grieving and mourning of any kind of human suffering. We're capable of doing it. You are a pet care professional and you understand how important pets are for people, and you also understand that we can you and your clients form bonds and doesn't matter. We are capable of simultaneously grieving both animals and humans. And one does not detract from the other. So it's not an either or. It's a both and and. Okay. That sounds the good. The other one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in mind. I mean, even if you write it on a little note card, <laughs> it's really good because it's a common one. This is very common. And the other one you mentioned was—I'm sorry—I spaced it. No,
1: it's just that your relationship with your pet was special because no two people grieve the same way. It's a unique journey.
2: Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing with pet loss grief. Pet loss grief studies have shown people oftentimes are more affected by pet, losing a pet than they are a person. I agree. And with we that. all know. Yeah, and we all know. We probably all know that already because we're pet geeks. And so when we lose a pet who has given us that unconditional love and has been there for us, when they're not there, we're not getting that validation anymore. And that's a huge loss. And a lot of times, it's, and it's very normal, when we are in our grief, when we are raw, we don't remember that. Everybody has a different bond. Everybody has different personalities. Everybody has a different relationship with their animal. So the journey is going to be different from I have, each and every person. I have never, in all the thousands of people I have helped, I have never had two similar situations. That's all different. And it's, they're all beautiful. All the stories are beautiful.
1: Well, you're beautiful inside and out. And I am just honored that we have had Wendy Van on our show. Folks, I'm not kidding. Go to centerforpetlossgrief.com and learn more there are people here to help you. And just like the movie Love Story, love means yeah. never having to say you're sorry.
2: Exactly. Perfect. That gives me goosebumps, Larden.
1: Oh, 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 goosebumps. <laughs> I, I can't keep up with you with tracking wolves or swimming for loons, so I'll do a little word play. That's the best I can offer, I guess.
2: And I love it. <laughs> keep it coming. I love you. You're great. And uh,
1: I really do thank you for being on the show, Wendy, and I also want to give a shout out to my producer, Mark Winner. He's the Wizard of Paws. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. I want you to dash over there, folks, because we have a bunch of good hosts covering a lot of different pet topics. And if you're really into just checking everybody out, please go to ardenmore.com. I am also known as the Pet Health and Safety Coach. I teach pet first aid with pet safety dog Kona and pet safety cat Casey and our goal is to bring out the best in pets and their people, which seems to be a similar crusade for you, Wendy.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yes
1: yeah. we are. All right, we are helpers in laws. All right. Yeah. And so until <laughs> next time, this is your flea free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four leggers out there. Oh behave.